Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Relentless Daring. I am Tyler, and here we are engaged in the relentless, daring pursuit of truth, justice, and American jackassery. And today's show is absolutely full of... I almost pulled a Ed Sullivan. Today's shoe, big, big shoe. Got a big shoe for you tonight. Wow. Um, I want to start off by apologizing in advance. I've got some kind of cold... Thing going on. Kim, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Um, so I've got some kind of chest cold thing going on, and I've been feeling kind of crappy with it. So if you hear me start hacking, coughing, the sound of a lung striking the microphone, and then it's just dead air, just assume I died and go about your life. Um, don't worry, there's enough people here to miss me. I appreciate your thoughts and prayers. But uh, so this week has been full of insanity. Um, yeah, recently Virginia just had its elections go through, and you know, Ralph Blackface Northam was reelected to governor. Uh, the Democrats took over the House and the Senate. And they ran through a crap ton of. They ran through a crap ton of uh, anti-gun legislation, um, mandatory universal background checks, uh, red flag laws. Uh, see what's one of the other uh, potentially confiscation of ARs, or as they like to call them. Assault rifles. Oh my gosh, they're so scary. But um, in response to that, I think it's up to 75 counties within the Commonwealth of Virginia have passed uh, county legislation that they are a Second Amendment. Wow, this is a bad night for my brain. It's just not working. Uh, Second Amendment sanctuaries to protect the citizens of their counties from an overbearing state that is countermanding the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution. Uh, it's my understanding the Virginia Second Amendment, Virginia Constitution, their Second Amendment is also about gun rights. So they're they're countermanding their own damn constitution. So now you see why the name of this episode is Don't Need No Stinking Constitution. If you're not a fan of Blazing Saddles, please, please, please remember Doc Thompson rule number four. It's not offensive if it's true. And go watch Blazing Saddles. It's an excellent movie. Um, but yeah, so there's been a lot of talk going on um, of potential repercussions for uh these county commissioners and these county sheriffs, people who are duly elected by the residents of their counties who are standing up and going, no, we're not going to let you trample over our citizens. Uh, one sheriff was quoted as saying, I, if I have to, I will deputize every man and woman of this county so that they have the ability To, as sworn officers of the law to carry their weapons or to even possess their weapons that are being told are so bad. Uh, this is a Washington Examiner article I have. 
The law is the law. Virginia Democrats float prosecution and National Guard deployment if police don't enforce gun control. HJMM seems to be getting a little carried away on the keyboards there. I hope all is well with you because my screen is blowing up with lots of lots of little chat boxes. Anyways, and this article is from it's from uh, yeah, mid last week's from the eleventh. Democratic lawmakers on Capitol Hill say local police who do not enforce gun control measures likely to pass in Virginia should face prosecution and even threats of the National Guard. After November's November's Virginia legislature elections that led to Democrats taking control of both chambers, the gun control legislation proposed by some Democrats moved forward, including universal background checks, a, quote, assault weapons, end quote, ban, and a red flag law. I'm going to stop right there. We already have many of these things in place. Now, except the assault weapons ban and universal background checks. Breaking it down, the red flag laws, those already exist. If you feel that someone is a imminent danger to themselves or to others, you can call the police. If a person is making threats of violence against somebody, they can use that as a reason to arrest them and possibly even you know, get a judge's order to remove their weapons after they prove, yes, they are in fact a threat and they do not need to have weapons available to them. As well as the, uh, the whole self-harm thing, if a person is believed to be in a dangerous psychotic state or a suicidal state, having weapons or firearms at least in the home makes them a much greater risk for self-harm. Obviously they're not going to go through and pull every knife, every belt, every, uh, anything, every pill out of the house that they can use to kill themselves, but they may take the guns or, if they determine the person is in a bad enough state, they will have them involuntarily committed for emergency treatment of, you know, up to 72 hours unless it is determined they need longer care and then they can be, they can get it legally put into, you know, inpatient care. But I mean, and then, you know, you get into the universal background check. That is literally the state coming in and saying, you no longer have the right to take this piece of property, which you bought and is yours. You do not have the right to sell it unless the state blesses off on it. Now, you can take your car and you can go sell it. And the car is just as deadly in the wrong hands as a quote assault weapon. <clears throat> I mean, look at what happened at, in Nice on Bastille Day a couple years ago with a box van. Uh, look what the guy did couple years ago on may have even been last year on Halloween when he went, he rented a truck from home Depot and went driving it down one of the pedestrian paths in central park. These things happen because people want them to happen, but coming out and saying that if Bob wants to sell his firearm to George, who he has known his entire life or to Fred, who he met him through a Craigslist ad, but you have to go, you know, either to the sheriff's department 
or to your local FFL firearms dealer and have them run the background check. And then you're going to have to, it's ridiculous because now you're taking time out of the police. You're taking time away from this uh, FFL dealer who's trying to sell firearms for his, you know, his own profit. And you're, you're taking time from them to deal with you. And they're probably going to charge you for it because, you know, Hey, you're taking my time to do it. May as well make some money off of it. Yay. Capitalism. But, and then turns around and, you know, person pat is the person doesn't pass you. Well, I, sorry, I drug you all the way into town to get this background check, Fred, but, um, I'm afraid I cannot sell you this weapon and then go outside and go out of view of the store and engage in the sale of the firearm because, you know, people are shady like that. I know it's crazy, but, um, I uh, wonder what that was as the beautiful, beautiful taste of Shinerbach beer. It's amazing. But um, going on this article, legal firearms owners in the state, however, joined with their sheriffs to form Second Amendment sanctuary counties, which declare the authorities in these municipalities uphold the Second Amendment in the face of any gun control measures passed in Richmond. Over 75 counties so far have adopted such Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions. Ah, uh, my chat room is blowing up with emojis. HJMM, I'm sure you're enjoying the content. But, yeah, the emojis is kind of distracting while I'm trying to you know, discuss things. Just saying. Over 75 counties in Virginia have... Oh, wow, this clumsily work, clumsily written, have so far adopted such Second Amendment sanctuary resolutions in the Commonwealth, the latest being Spotsylvania. The Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to approve resolution declaring the county police will not enforce state-level gun laws that violate Second Amendment rights. Yet, higher officials are losing their minds over the fact that Oh my gosh, there's people, little peons in the county who think they could tell us what to do and that they're not going to listen to us. But wait, 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 wait. I, I wish I had a record scratch on my soundboard because this is the perfect time for it. We have Democrats complaining about sanctuary counties where the second amendment second amendment you know a federal level prohibition on the government interfering with the private ownership of firearms they're complaining that these states aren't going or these counties aren't going to enforce any state laws that countermand the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution and, from my understanding, the Second Amendment of the Virginia State Constitution. But they look at us like, you know, on the right, as if we've lost our damn minds when we say, no, you can't choose to not enforce federal immigration law with your sanctuary cities. No, you look like an idiot. Thank you. It the the application of outrage in this instance is mind blowing. They they're they're absolutely losing their minds that there's law enforcement and county offices 
who do not want to enforce this law because it is, or these laws, because they are unconstitutional. But you come at them about sanctuary cities for illegal aliens. Oh my God, did I just say illegal aliens? I'm not supposed to say that. It's not woke. I'm so sorry. They, they lose their minds that we would have the audacity to complain about them not enforcing illegal immigration laws. How dare you? Thank you, Kim. Thank you. I know I need, I really need to get uh, Greta on my soundboard as well. No, you look like an idiot. That was rude, Mr. Producer. Jeez. But, um, but we, we, they make these arguments that when you propose the exact same thing, but from a different angle that, and it points out the ridiculousness and the hypocrisy of everything that they want to do. But we're the ones left looking like the bad guys because, Oh, how dare you not want to enforce the laws as we have written them. But wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're not wanting to enforce the laws that we wrote. Well, that's because you're rude and intolerant. You're, you're just hateful hate mongers, mongering in hate. But one of the things, though, like the craziest part of it is that there are threats being lev- levied of using the National Guard to enforce these state laws. Now, I'm a former nasty girl, and well, I've never been activated for anything as far as enforcing a, a state-level law uh, during my dad's time, he was u- used to uh, tear down crack houses in Kansas City because, you know, no one wants a crack house left standing around and they can't use it. They're hard to sell because of all the drug residue. And most of them were condemned due to, um, you know, due to that drug residue and the crime associated with it and the fact that. Honestly, a lot of it had been um, fell into such bad disrepair. There was no sense in trying to rehabilitate the building to be in to begin with. <clears throat> but you know, in the past, National Guard has been used at the state level, and even once under, I believe, Eisenhower to enforce civil rights in the instance instances where local authorities were not protecting the rights of shocking African Americans because it was in the south and Jim Crow stated screw them so there were times where the national guard was brought in by the state or in the event of Eisenhower saying the 101st, well, they weren't the airborne at the time because it was, I say we're airborne at the time because they were, it was, you know, obviously post-World War II. Wow. I'm losing my mind, but they sent the 101st airborne to Little Rock to offer protection to the Little Rock nine the nine African-American students who were, you know, being forcefully integrated into another, uh, and I believe it was Central High School in Little Rock after the Brown versus Board of Education decision, which is a little sidebar, is a great ruling 
as far as yes, black students and white students do have the right to edu be educated together. However, the rationale and the implementation, like if you actually go and read the opinion of uh, Brown v. Board of Education, is absolutely horrible, racist, and frankly, rather condescending. But I digress. So there's a, there is a, a confirmed history of using the National Guard to enforce civil rights. But there are threats within Virginia to use the National Guard to enforce the retraction of civil liberties. That being, oh, if law enforcement is not going to enforce this new gun ban, <coughs> we will come in and do it. Democratic Virginia Representative Donald McEachin, I think that's how you pronounce it, suggested cutting off state funds to counties that do not comply with gun, any gun control measures that pass in Richmond. Hey, didn't they freak out when Donald Trump and Jeff Sessions threatened to withhold funding for these cities that didn't want to enforce federal immigration law? I, I, I'm, I'm confused. Quote, they certainly risk funding because if the sheriff's department is not going to enforce the law, they're going to lose money. The county attorney's offices are not going to have the money to prosecute because their prosecutions are going to go down, end quote. McEachin also know that Democratic Virginia Governor Ralph Northam could call the National Guard if necessary. And ultimately, I'm quoting, and ultimately, I'm not the governor. But the governor may have to nationalize the national... Oh, my God. If he is the governor, he is not nationalizing the National Guard. He can call them to active duty, but he cannot nationalize them because he's not the federal freaking government. If you're going to comment on these things, you need to know what the hell you're talking about. But the governor may have to nationalize the National Guard to enforce the law. That's his call because I don't know how serious these counties are and how severe the violations of law will be. But that's obviously an option he has. <clears throat> uh, Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring, another guy who was embroiled in a lot of controversial stuff, but somehow kept his job because, you know, if a Republican was doing the same bull crap he was charged with, they would have been out on their ass in about half a second, but that's neither here nor there. Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring blamed the numerous Second Amendment resolutions in the state on the, quote, gun lobby, end quote, as a tactic to frighten state residents. Quote, the resolutions that are being passed are being ginned up by the gun lobby to try and scare people. What we're talking about here are laws that will make our communities and our streets safer. End quote. So now it's, it's coming down to, yes, we're passing these laws, but they're not really, you know, all that they're cracked up to be. It's just, oh, the people doing it are idiots. They're, they're buying in the lies being pushed by the NRA because the NRA is so powerful. More money goes into anti-gun legislation through private donations by businesses and uh, nonprofits and through billionaire a-holes like Michael Bloomberg. And then any then what goes into the NRA or USCCA or some of these others that you know at most they're mostly funded by everyday Americans 
yet they act like that lobby is so big when their own lobby is huge in and of itself. But I I did do my uh, due diligence and I did find find some comments about the possibility of the National Guard being nationalized, <laughs> quote, nationalized, end quote. <coughs> An article from The Blaze, uh, Virginia National Guard responds after Dem threatens to use soldiers to enforce gun control agenda. This is from uh, Chris Enlow at The Blaze. Virginia National Guard released a statement on Friday in response to questions about whether they could be deployed to enforce Democratic lawmakers' gun control agenda. Quote, we have received multiple questions regarding proposed legislation for the 2020 General Assembly session and the authority of Governor of Virginia to employ the Virginia National Guard in a law enforcement role. Major General Timothy Williams, the Adjutant General of the Virginia National Guard, said in a statement. We understand and respect the passion people feel for the U.S. Constitution and the Second Amendment rights. We will not speculate about the possible use of the Virginia National Guard. End quote. Again, Virginia National Guard is forced to respond after Representative Donald McEachin suggested Thursday that Virginia Governor Ralph Northam could deploy National Guard to enforce future gun control. And it just goes on to repeat uh, what the other article had said for, from him. <coughs> Pardon me. Northam said on Wednesday that there would not be retalia- retaliation against those counties, but warned of consequences. Quote, I wonder if his face is painted when he said this. There's not going to be retaliation. That's not what I'm about. I'm about making Virginia safer. If we have constitutional laws on the books and law enforcement officers that are not enforcing those laws on the books, then there are going to be consequences. But I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. End quote. Again, we have prosecutors in this country who will not prosecute laws that are constitutional and are on the books. But because they're liberal progressives, <clears throat> they are allowed to do what they want and run roughshod over the laws and over the Constitution. And if you try to withhold funding or remove resources, remove restrict access to resources, then we're just hater McHater faces because, well, you can't do that because, you know, there's there's drug dealing hippies that it's they're they're a victim of their own circumstances why they had to resort to being drug dealing hippies. Look, I don't care why you became a drug dealing hippie. The law says drugs are wrong. And they're illegal and it's illegal to sell them. So we're going to prosecute you. <clears throat> I will take a quick break and get right back in just a second. Do you love what you hear on the Relentless Daring Podcast? Do you want to show the world your support for this podcast? This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, asking you to go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash relentlessdaring and check out our merchandise there. We have t-shirts, hoodies, hats, coffee cups, travel mugs. Go there, check it out, use it to show the world your love for this podcast. And as always, stay relentless. All right, I'm back. Um, 
So again, I'd like to apologize for all the hacking and coughing, doing the best I can. And I think my headset is plugged in weird because I'm having a hard time hearing my own self. Um, yeah, so all the stuff that's going on with the uh, impeachment and all that, uh, it was revealed in the uh, Horowitz report that uh, one of the biggest things that came out of it was the use of, you know, some of these emails that they discovered to push for FISA warrants. And it turns out that when the FBI submitted some of these to the FISA court in order to get the warrant to wiretap an American citizen that they rewrote the email to say the exact opposite. Instead of saying in the email that the person they're trying to spy on is is a source because they were turned on to or they were turned on to Carter Page by someone who was a source for the FBI. So they took this person who was a source and they said, eh, no, he's not. He's not a source. Nope, nope. Don't know who he is. Never had any interactions with him at all. <coughs> but, you know, they defrauded the FISA court to get this pushed. Now, allegedly, uh, you know, the agents who did this and those who knew about it are getting, going to get turned in. You have been turned over to had their names turned over, you know, to be charged and prosecuted. I don't see it happening. But the thing is, if they did this to a well, to a presidential candidate and continued on with anything after he was elected and he's now the sitting president. What does that mean for me and you, the average person? And there, there's been lots of talk about, you know, well, the, the Second Amendment's under attack. First Amendment's under attack. You know, you don't have free speech. Which, in a sense, we don't. But that's that's a rant for a whole other time when I've got the full hour to work with. But... You know, you know, Third Amendment, don't quarter soldiers. Well, keep in mind, if you have any sort of smart device, I have my smartphone right here in front of me. I have my iPad over here next to me. They, The microphone that I'm using to speak to you on is being piped into my iPad. <clears throat> now, obviously, the phone, the phone's microphone is listening to me. I am so sorry. Um, so we have third parties via Google, Apple, whoever, listening to everything you're saying and doing. But... What if the NSA is using these devices to listen in on you? Are you not quartering government agents by proxy with them being able to access microphones and cameras on digital devices? They can monitor your they have the ability to monitor, you know, emails. They have the ability to monitor texts, phone calls, all because they have access to 
not your stuff per se, but to the servers at the you know major phone companies or you know Amazon and Facebook and all the social media places are aren't they just using your devices as a proxy to be able to you know see what you're doing keep an eye on you by essentially living with you all the time and if they're and if they are listening, isn't that a violation of the Fourth Amendment? Because here they are. Well, they don't have. They may have an agreement to listen to X, Y, and Z via the Patriot Act. <coughs> Pardon me. They may have an agreement with whatever tech company to monitor things via the Patriot Act. But if they're monitoring the phone call centers for stuff that could be bad, are they not actually monitoring you and me? Oh, well, but I'm not doing anything wrong. Why? I don't care if they hear what I have to say. Well, that's the that's the attitude that's really kept it to where, what, the... Patriot Act was passed in 2002, but it was written almost 10 years before because they just had it sitting around because, well, in the the words of uh, Rahm Emanuel, you don't let a crisis go to waste, and 9-11 happened, and that was a hell of a crisis. 3,000 Americans dead because we missed these these. Saudis who were over here taking flight training but not learning how to take off and not learning how to land. How did we miss that? If we had a way to listen to their communications without them knowing, we could have we could have nipped it in the bud. And that's the lie the American people were sold. That's the lie I'm gonna I'm gonna presume at least half of Congress was told. But then you look at all the lies that get told. Um, one thing I didn't get into that I hadn't planned on talking about, I'm just going to mention briefly, look at what we've been getting, the bill of goods we were getting sold on Afghanistan and Iraq for the last 18 years. I've been to both those places. I am proud of my service in both those places. I went to Iraq in 2003. I watched the invasion on TV at Fort Leonard Wood four days after being activated or nationalized, as the uh, attorney or as that congressman from the state of Virginia said. Got to Fort Leonard Wood for our mobilization training, and we watched the invasion on TV. There's a lot of crap that we were sold at the beginning of Iraq, you know, they're building weapons of mass destruction. Well, when we finally found them, they were new back when Saddam gassed all the Kurds. <coughs> Pardon me. There were no new weapons of mass destruction being built. They were already there. Granted, Whenever UN inspectors would come and they get held up for a week, two weeks at a time, that is presumably so that Saddam Hussein could have them move the hell out and put in storage somewhere else and then let the inspectors come in. But, okay, I'm willing to let that one slide. And we really haven't profited off any oil, so that conspiracy goes out the window. So it was just nation building, which... Nation building in the place that doesn't understand democracy or republics is something you don't want to do. It's like, you know, it's like getting involved with the land war in Asia or getting into a uh, 
battle of intellect with the Sicilian when death is on the line. Oh, sorry, I went, I went, uh, one little princess bride there. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but so yeah, now we have the situation where we get sold a bill of goods on why the government needs to be able to do this, and we allow it. We and then we turn around, we're shocked that oh my god, they did this to a president. Well, I hate I hate to sound all woke and social justicey, but look at look at some of the stuff that happens to uh within uh black communities by law enforcement. Now I'm going to couch this. Not all cops are bad. Not all African Americans are criminals. However, I do believe that there are instances in which law enforcement unlawfully and illegally targets members of the African-American and Hispanic communities due to preconceived notions about crime and their races. I think some of these crimes occur, some of this crime occurs way, way more than is uh, portrayed in white communities. However, it just seems so run of the mill that you know a lot of the stuff gets overlooked or due to the ability to grease the right squeaky wheels it you know kind of gets brushed under the rug but it has been shown that if law enforcement needs a fall guy or girl in a for a crime that is pretty well determined to be person of color versus person of color. And they, they need a fall guy. The government is not above finding a patsy. <coughs> Yet we only get shocked by this. When it happens to a sitting president or a, someone who is running for running for president at the time, uh, University of Chicago professor Professor William Ayers, he was arrested and convicted because of uh, evidence obtained via wiretapping for. Um, because he was a member of a domestic terror organization known as the Weather Underground, formerly known as the Weathermen, but they changed Weather Underground because they were getting more and more women, and they wanted to sound all-inclusive and stuff because they were the original woke people. You know, he's a member, him and uh, his wife, uh, Bernadine Dorn, were both arrested and convicted of bombings But because the FBI and all their awesomeness, they wiretapped his phone without a warrant. Oh, that conviction's overturned. Bye bye. And there's no other evidence to com- to go off of. So, uh, Ironically, on September 11th, 2001, in an interview, and this was done in the morning before, you know, anything had happened with the towers yet. While on a golf course, he was asked if he did it, and he said, guilty as hell, free as a bird, what a country. So it's been shown our law enforcement has no qualms with going after people 
extra constitutionally. It's just a matter of time is when do we just roll over completely and eh, screw yeah, whatever constitution is a good thing. Um, now we, we just keep it around for a decoration. It really, it really doesn't do anything anymore. We just, we allow so much to happen to us to be done to us just because eh, I don't want to rock the boat. We, we have to rock the boat when we, because again, we see stuff like this that happens to a person we like or a person of prominence, whether we like them or not. Yet we can't, yeah, we can't look for it when it's going on on everyday basis to people who don't have the money or the notoriety to bring bring out the uh, bring the light of day to their situation and illuminate it. I I can't help but wonder how many people who have been convicted of crimes they were convicted on absolutely really nothing. I have a friend and this is going off his word. I trust him. But the situation is being what it is. I take what he has told me with a grain of salt, but Missouri has a wonderful law where if a minor comes forward with an accusation of sexual abuse, we have word-of-mouth prosecution. Don't need evidence. Don't need physical evidence. Just need her word. Hashtag me too. I have a buddy who went through a very bad breakup. At the time, he was a stark raving alcoholic he received a four-year prison sentence and lifetime registration off of a word-of-mouth prosecution his ex had their 13-year-old daughter tell the cops that he did things to her he was held on exorbitant bail until his trial because he was deemed a flight risk. So he received a bail. There was no way in God's green earth he was going to be able to make the 10% of to bond out. And, you know, because he was an alcoholic, the night that he allegedly did things, he was blackout drunk, has absolutely no remember, no memory whatsoever of that night. There's no evidence other than her testimony. And being intoxicated is not a defense. And he said he sat and watched a, a trial while he was waiting for his and he was in the courtroom because he had a, uh, had a hearing watch the defense attorney for, for another man accused of the same thing. Get the minor child. <coughs> well, she was a teenager, but still legally minor child to break down in tears on the, in the witness stand and confessed that she had perjured herself and that she made it all up. It never happened. It was a bench trial. It was, there was no, you know, he waived his right to a jury. Just, if you can get her to confess that she made it up, the judge will let me go. The girl admits to perjury. 
And the judge still finds him guilty and puts him in prison. Where is equal application of the law? I know it's it's not written in the Constitution that there will be an equal application of the law. But this is one of the many times where we see that as a society, we just let it all go. You know, we part of the part of the reason that uh Donald Trump is being impeached, according to the Democrats, according to Democrats is that he failed to honor subpoenas. Well, the entire time, the the Trump administration was saying, no, we're going to let the courts sort it out. We don't think this is right, so we're not going to give give it to you right away. So he's being charged with contempt of Congress in his impeachment uh, documents. Well, on Friday, the Supreme Court said they're going to take up three of the things that he said, no, 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 no. We're going to let the courts decide if we need to turn this over to you. We're going to let them decide, does this have executive privilege or not? Because uh, under the Nixon administration, the Supreme Court recognized, yes, executive privilege is a thing then the all the other parts of that case were Nixon was ruled against and ended up having to he would have had to give all this information to Congress and to the potential impeachment hearing that was going to happen for him but he resigned shortly after that so we didn't get to see how that one played out but if it exists in the constitution that yes the president the president does have a right to, uh, you know, that any communications with between him and his attorneys, his you know close advisors, cannot be subpoenaed. Then that needs to be recognized. <clears throat> I mean, that's part of the reason why we have the Supreme Court is to, you know. Hammer is act as an arbitrator between the legislative and executive branches. But the way our government's going, they don't give a rat's hairy behind if they follow the Constitution or any of its suggestions. All they care is that the Constitution says we have a court, we have a legislature, we have an executive branch. They don't give a damn about the rest of it. <laughs> They sure as all hell don't care about any of the amendments unless at the time, you know, you know, situational ethics determine they care about the amendments. But for the rest of the time, they don't. So, no, we're, we're like the, uh, you know, we're like the Mexican bandits on, on Blazing Saddles when they're being deputized by uh, Lamar Headley, or Headley Lamar, crap. I completely forgot his name. The attorney general for the territory that the movie takes place in, when they're being deputized and they say, badges, we don't need no stinking badges. That's what, again, goes back to the title of this episode. Constitution, we don't need no stinking constitution. That's how the Democrats in power, and frankly, a bunch of the Republicans in power, that's their outlook. Eh, it's there, but it, it's window dressing. It really doesn't serve a purpose. Gives a little form, but there really there's no function.
All right. Uh, again, I like to apologize because all of the sinus and hacking and coughing stuff, I know it, it doesn't make for great audio, doesn't make for great radio, but it is what it is. Kim, thank you for sticking around and listening to me hack and cough and snort and all my way through this show. Yeah, I hope I feel better soon, too. That's what the Shinerbach is for. But, um, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're listening on, listening on the podcast, <coughs> if you want to support the show, go to RelentlessDaring.com. There at RelentlessDaring.com, at the bottom of the page, you'll see a you'll see a button that says "Become a Patron." Click that; it'll take you over to Patreon, and there you can sign up to be a patron. And you know whatever you can afford for supporting this show, because the listeners it is you who helps keep this show going. I'm just now starting to recoup losses. Thank you so much. Uh, from there. Go click on the also go there. You can click on merch. You'll go there and you'll see four pictures. You click on any of those pictures, it will take you to the merch shop. There you can get t-shirts, hats, uh, hoodies, coffee cups, bandanas to go on your dog. I think I've got that's some of the stuff I got going. Uh, you can go there. You can buy stuff. And again, this all goes to. You know, keeping this on the air, you know, it pays my uh, wonderful, wonderful host at Podbean who allow me to do this every week. Uh, goes to keep he's uh, running the website. It, it all goes back into the show right now. Um, I, you're not funding me well enough to be able to do this full time. But don't worry. We'll get there together. But again, go go to RelentlessDaring.com. And from there, you can go to Patreon. It'll link over to Patreon, become a patron. Go to the merch shop, check it out. Or you can stream the show from the website. <clears throat> Click on the podcast link. It'll take you over there. Thank you so much for listening. If you are subscribing on Apple iTunes, I ask four things. Only four little things. Number one. Subscribe. Then every week, probably in the middle of the night while you're asleep, you'll get the notification that there is a new episode available because after the live show, I stay up long enough usually to let it process and render and be able to get it uh, get it posted. So subscribe. Then rate it. Give it five-star review because... The more people who subscribe, the more people who give good reviews, the more it affects the algorithm and the more it helps people like you find me. Then, number three, review it. Actually, leave a review, preferably a glowing review. If you absolutely hate the show, please just embellish a little bit. Just make, you know, not sound as bad as you think I am. That way, when people like you find me, they read the review and go, well, I think I'll check this weirdo out. And then finally, last thing, number four, click share. Put that link up there on your social media. Let other people check it out. Uh, you know, Email it to a friend. Go, hey, look at this idiot. He sounds like a complete and total goober. You should just listen to him for one episode. That's how it starts. One episode. And then, um, and also, if you want to reach out to me on social media, you know, I've got my personal Twitter account at Real Tyler Morgan. I've got the show Twitter account at Daring Podcast. And you can find me on Facebook, you know, facebook.com slash Relentless Daring. Go there, uh, join, you know, join the page, like, follow it. You know, every now and then there's stuff pops up where I, I'm just so incensed I have to cut a video and go on a rant. 
or I'll make it, or I'll, you know, post on occasion. Uh, stay tuned there. You'll, you know, you'll see whenever I, whenever I learn from the merch shop that there's a deal going on, I think there's one coming up in January. First week of January, I think it's 20% off. Um, I'll have to double check, but again, that's the reason why you watch the social medias because I will let you know again. Thank you all for listening. And as always, stay relentless.